Welcome to Zero. I'm Oscar Boyd. And I'm Christine Driscoll. And, and we're, we're the, the producers, producers of Zero. <laughs> and joining us is our host, Akshat Rathi. Akshat, good to have you here. Nice to be here. Thanks for accosting me. <laughs> well, we had to accost you because we are doing something different today. We are going to play a game. A guessing game. And I get to win? You might win. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, <laughs> but as you know, we are always talking about climate numbers that are out there. We are like seeing percentages, the lowering cost of different technologies. And so we wanted to spend an episode talking about some of the good numbers that we come across. And so we thought it would be fun for people to listen in as we try to get each other to guess some of these positive numbers. So, Oscar, can you provide us some structure of how the game is going to go? The rules. Yes. So the game is simple. Each of us will present one number and then the other two have to figure out what that number represents. Each person, they can ask three questions. Also ask for a few clues if you get stuck and then you have to guess. Akshat, do you copy? I do. It's uh, simple enough. Okay, great. So we're, let's, like, we're just going to do a practice round right now. There's no winning or losing. We're just learning. Um, so my number is 51. Okay, so I might ask, is that a percentage? Very, uh, very good guess, Oscar. It is a percentage. And I might ask, is it to do with fossil fuels? It is not a fossil fuel related number. So we'd continue in that fashion. Christine, you might give us a couple of clues as well, but eventually we'd get to the answer, which is? 51% is the percentage of Sweden's electricity production that came from renewables in April this year, and it was a new record. That's cool. Sweden's also got nuclear, so it's getting there up there with its carbon-free grid. Now, you gave this number away, but I'm still interested in this prize. What is it? That's a good question. So this is a made-up game, um, and we thought we'd give the winner a bit of a made-up prize. So the winner today gets one whole carbon offset. <laughs> Savor it. The worst gift you can give me, right? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, let's play the game, uh, which for now is called Whose Number Is It Anyway? Okay, Akshat, this time it's for real. Do you want to do the honours and kick off our inaugural game of whose number is it anyway? 32 billion. 32 billion. It's a big number. So I'm going to guess that this is a monetary figure. Correct. I like that you say monetary figure. I was going to be like, is it money? It's like a very <laughs> elegant way of asking. Okay, so... Uh, yeah. what was it? I don't think I've ever used the words monetary figure before. <laughs> I think it's come out today. What's the monetary figure? Guessing game. Okay, um, is this US dollars? It is. Okay, is the money coming from a private source or a public slash governmental source? A private source. Ooh. And has this money been spent or will it be spent in the future? Spent. That's what I was going to ask. Okay, I... I think it's time to ask for a clue. Oh yeah, can we have a clue? It's got to do with oil companies. It's been spent already. And it's good news. Um, okay, I'm going to guess it. I'm going to guess it. This is, I guess, my final guess. Um, I think $32 billion is the amount of money that has been spent by a single oil company um, in researching carbon capture and sequestration. And Oscar? I'm going to say it's the amount of money that US oil companies shifted into renewables last year. 
So, Christine, you're wildly optimistic. I don't think a single <laughs> oil company has spent that much money on carbon capture research. That would be a lot of money to be spent on carbon capture research. I mean, typically a carbon capture plant that captures about a million tons is going to be about a billion, a billion and a half dollars. So you're kind of looking at a really large carbon capture plant if you're going to build that much money. But Christine's one is organic, so... All, all of this is organic, <laughs> Your fossil fuels are organic, man. But I also was thinking about, I I was also thinking oil isn't going to do carbon capture and sequestration. It's going to be a coal plant. No, you're right in that oil and gas companies are the companies that will build most of the carbon capture plants because they are the companies that can handle large amounts of gases, which is what you need to do Mm. and Mm. um, to do carbon capture. And so it's in the right area, but the wrong ballpark. Um, and Oscar is in the right direction, but it's not all renewables. So $32 billion is the total amount of money spent by oil majors on low carbon investments in 2022. Hmm. That is roughly 9% of their total expenditure on all energy, which means the rest of the 91% is on fossil fuels. Wow. What is striking about this number, though, is that even though this number has gone up quite a bit in recent years, as a share of the total spend on the energy transition, it has remained static since 2018. So oil and gas companies, even as they're spending more on low carbon investments, their total share is only 3% of the energy transition and has been the same since 2018, roughly. Mm. So you mean despite all the adverts we see on TV? saying that they're spending loads and loads and loads on renewables, it's not really happening or nothing's changed. I mean, we knew that, you know, there are currently regulators out to get oil and gas companies to make sure they don't use greenwashing terms like carbon neutral. And so greenwashing in the advertising of oil and gas industries is infamous now. But it is true that they are spending in absolute sums larger and larger money. And yet their contribution to the energy transition hasn't really grown. What counts as a low carbon investment? All kinds of things. So that would be not just renewables, but batteries, but also carbon capture, capturing methane emissions or stopping leaks would count. Uh, Anything that really reduces emissions. Akshat, that was a great first number. Who won the first round? Well, I think you you were close. So Oscar, you win. But that means uh, Christine gets a reward and she gets to go next. Okay, my number is 6.1. Ooh, Mm, that's one of my favorite numbers. Wow, very small number. Or is it? (laughs) Well, it's got to be 6.1 degrees Celsius because then we'll be roasted and that's not good news. (laughs) No. Um, I was thinking, should I give you the metric um, as a hint straight away? I'm ready to make a deal. Do you think it would be impossible without the metric? No. But I think the metric will like make it go faster. Let's do a round of guessing first. So okay. 6.1, is it a monetary figure? <laughs> no, it is not. Well, if it's not monetary, it's a unit to measure what? A physical thing? Yeah, it's definitely something that's physical, but you can't truly observe with the naked eye. Ooh. And I'll also give you another hint, which is it's it is certainly something that we're using right now. Wow, that's hard. 
Can I tell you what the thing we're using right now is? Yeah, either tell us that or tell us the unit. I think that'll be useful. Okay, we're, we're all using electricity right now, oh. which is a form of... Energy? Yes. So I'll give you the metric. This is gigawatts. 6.1 gigawatts. Is this related to the installation of a certain type of technology? Yes. Yes, it is. I think you're burning through your guess, man. That was obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it an installation of a form of energy that's renewables and in your part of America? Okay. Yes, it is installation of renewables. And I will say that it is in like my part of America and that it is all of America. Mm. 6.1 gigawatts. That's too little for wind. That's too little for solar. So is it that Well, hang is... on. You haven't guessed the time scale. Is this on an annual time scale? No, it's sub-annual. Sub-annual. <laughs> yeah, probably a monthly number. Yeah, I mean, I could guess it would be the monthly installation of wind power in all of america oscar uh are you ready to do your final guess i'll do my final guess because okay. i i don't really know what it is so i'm just gonna make something up is it the total capacity of new batteries installed in houses in a certain month um no it's it's not so the time scale is a very bloomberg time scale which is q1 um, and so this was the amount of solar capacity added in the united states just in q1 this is the most solar capacity that's been added in like the United States in the first quarter, which is very exciting. Akshat looks upset, like he might not <laughs> think this is real. No, no, no. I am upset, but I will tell you why, exactly why. Okay. I saw this number researching some things about solar and I was like, wow, that's very exciting. So in like the first, it's just this, just this one quarter, which is like just passed, it was like just over 50% of all new electric generation in the US, which was very exciting. And we are on track. This hasn't happened yet, but we're on track to have half of all new generation in the US that's added to be in solar. It is good news. Why I'm surprised by it, and maybe I should really not be, is how far behind America is compared to China. The number I had in my mind of solar is that China is going to install 154 gigawatts of solar in 2023. Divide that by four, that means roughly 40 gigawatts of solar in a quarter. That's roughly seven times the amount of solar that America installed in Q1. We have a long way to go. Yeah, I think that American industry should be more committed to beating China. Maybe this is like the only area that I would condone that kind of like <laughs> blind competition. But um, I do think it's really good that half of new US electric generation is going to be solar. It is also fair that new generation in America will be a smaller number compared to China, where energy demand is growing much, much more rapidly, whereas actually energy demand in America is falling. Also, I am not like too much of a booster. I was like, this is so great, but also you know, what does this even represent in our electricity mix? Um, and it's just, you know, natural gas is it by a long shot. Uh, another exciting thing is just like, so for instance, if we are adding about, they're projecting 20 gigawatts of additional solar generation, but the last year, 11 gigawatts of coal was retired. So for perspective, that's, that's pretty good. 
Christine, I've got a question for you, which is, yeah. as you're driving around the US at the moment, do you feel like you're seeing more solar? Biking around, I see a lot more solar. Nice. Um, I went on a really long bike trip recently. And when we were coming back, we passed like a utility scale solar generation field. And it was really shocking to see, honestly, because most of my life I didn't see that. I also see tons of houses just where I live with solar panels on their roofs. And it feels very exciting. Also very, like, hilariously enough, someone on the local news was like, you might think that Wisconsin can't use solar that much, but actually all of our snow reflects even more sun. So, like, solar's great in snowy places. And, you know, to be fair, I dumped on America because of China's numbers. <laughs> A closer comparison would be Europe. uh uh-huh. And even Europe is, my goodness, so much further ahead than America. In 2022, Europe installed 40 gigawatts of solar. So that's already twice what America is going to install this year, roughly. Hey, the good news is people are installing solar. And on that cheery note, let's go to the break. Yeah. Hi, it's Akshat. I'll be traveling to Singapore, Sydney, Melbourne, and Delhi over the next few weeks to record a few episodes of Zero. I'll be hosting meetups in each city for those interested in talking about climate solutions. If you'd like to join, please fill the Google form in the show notes. You can find all the dates and details there. Welcome back to the show. We've got some more numbers to guess. Oscar, what is your number that you've brought? My number is 30,000. I think this is a number of um, people. You think it's a number of people? Yes, I do. It is not a number of people. Okay. It's a good number of people. (laughs) I was going to go, it's the number of cyclists doing something. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is it a monetary unit or not? It is not a monetary unit. It is not. Would you like a clue? I think I want a unit clue. I want a unit clue. I'm not going to give you a unit clue because it gets us too close too quickly. So I'm just going to give you a clue. Okay. It's to do with a country that Akshat just visited. Paris, or which is not a country, France. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a distance. I think this is a distance. Oh, is a it a distance. distance? It is a distance. Yes. Okay. And it ah, contributes I to think climate I, change I somehow. Think, I think it's going to be something about rail. <laughs> I think it's going to be the kilometers of bike lanes in France. Oh, that it's annoyingly on point. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I get the offset. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Congratulations. Christine was close too. She gave yeah. the hint about yeah, yeah, this, is, this is good. I was like, this it's too so, obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so this is very timely because the Tour de France is just about to begin. Mm -hmm. In fact, depending on when this episode goes out, it already might be halfway through. So yes, 30,000 is 30,000 kilometres. And that is the number of kilometres of new cycle lanes that are going to be built in France by 2027. New? New cycle lanes in France by 2027. And just for perspective, 30,000 is about three quarters of the length of the equator. Wow. Which is 40,000 kilometers. So yeah, so they've got a target for 2027 of 30,000 kilometers. They've got a target of 2030 of 50,000 kilometers. And they currently have 50,000 kilometers 
built. So by 2030, basically they're trying to double the distance of cycle lanes. Where are they building it? Like, are they, so for instance, like here, all of our bike lanes are like next to old railroads. Um, Hmm. Are they making new ones or is it like, I don't know, is there anything like that? Yeah, the main focus is between cities and in kind of more provincial cities. I think Paris has done a very good job, especially during the pandemic. One of the big success stories was how much they'd managed to expand their cycle network. But I think the plan is by 2030, they want to link all those cities together to create like a huge national cycle network. And a lot of this comes from tourism as well. So estimates from the Association for the Promotion of Cycling and Active Travel said that cycle tourism in France contributed 4.5 billion euros to the economy in 2019. So it's a huge, huge industry there. And yeah, it's being supported by 2 billion euros to 2027 to actually make it happen. Paris was the first continental European city I visited in 2009. And the difference between that memory of Paris, where I went around, it was February, it was very cold, went around taking lots and lots of photographs with gloves on um, and seeing really no bike lanes to today when there's so many bike lanes is pretty apparent. Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing thing. If they get that many cycle lanes all around the country, I think it is going to transform how people get around. Yeah, especially with e-bikes. Yeah, e-bikes. And that's a huge part of the, um, you know, they've got something like 500 million euros in subsidies for people to buy new bikes. They want to improve station parking and everything. So it's a whole unified strategy that they want to turn France into like the true, true nation of cycling, which it kind of already is with the Tour de France. All right, cool. So Akshat, what was your guiding, like, what was your strategy for finding your numbers? I found six numbers in 10 minutes, all numbers that are positive for the climate. And I did that by just going through my own tweets. <laughs> and I didn't oh my have to gosh. go too far. Three days of tweets and I had the six numbers. I had more than six numbers. I selected the ones I really thought we should talk about. That's a great tip for reporters. Just like treat your Twitter feed like your notebook um, of things you're comfortable sharing. And it's a great resource for uh, for stuff like this. Wow, that's so funny. Maybe I'll start tweeting. <laughs> Oscar, what about you? How do you pick your numbers? I'm a subscriber to a newsletter called Future Crunch which if you haven't heard of it, I'd recommend subscribing to it. Their whole thing is picking mm. positive numbers and bits of data and stories that kind of fly below the radar, but are usually quite gradual improvements in various things. They do a lot of stuff about medicine, about conservation, and also good climate numbers as well. So this uh, 30,000 kilometer figure that came from the Future Crunch newsletter. Wow. Christine? I have been working on an episode that's going to be about solar power. So I've been spending some time looking into how much it's grown. And I'm always very skeptical of positive numbers. And so I wanted to make sure I knew exactly like what the U.S. electric um, generation was looking like. So I spent a lot of time on the Energy Information Administration website, as well as a report from Wood McKenzie about the growth of solar. And I also really wanted to have a number that was not about money and had happened in the past so like i knew that it was for real thank you guys thank you yeah this was a fun one thanks for playing whose number is it anyway (laughs) thank you for listening to zero let us know what you thought of this format at zeropod at bloomberg.net if you like it share it with a friend or someone you watch game shows with And feel free to tweet at me with any inspiring climate numbers. You never know, we might feature them on a future episode. 
Zeros produces me, Oscar Boyd, and senior producer is Christine Driscoll. Our theme music is by Wonderly. Special thanks this week to Kira Bindram. And if you're interested in all the numbers we shared in this episode, check out the show notes. I'm Akshatrati, back next week. <laughs>